Hey guys, it's Kathy. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. Well, it's only a few days away and I'm really looking forward to spending five whole days with you. I hope that you guys signed up for the here for this five day free challenge. It's going to be so much fun. I've been putting so much energy into what do I want to teach? What do I want to cover? What do I want to share? And I really just want to hold space right now for all of us because there's just... There's so much going on and I think it's time for us to circle up and be together. And I also want to look at what's possible right now and how can you come home to yourself in a bigger way and how can you pivot so that maybe something good comes out of this where you can say, what really feels more like me? How do I make a stamp in the world that feels more aligned? And I want to show you some possibilities of how you might be able to to do this online, which is I think what's going on right now more than ever is people are seeing like they need to figure out like, how can I build a community? How can I build a whole world doing courses or memberships or all these things you hear us talking about on the show? We've had so many great people on sharing their life's experiences and I hope it's getting you inspired and excited and we're going to, we're going to share and we're going to go through so much of that next week together. So sign up, go to kathyheller.com slash challenge. Um, it's also kathyheller.com slash here for this. Either one will get you there and you'll join us for five free days of, of hanging out. And, uh, I promise I'll bring a lot, a lot of value and a lot of content and it'll be really cool to hang out. I also just want to say, whatever it is that you're going through right now, oh my gosh, you are so not alone. I feel like, can we just talk about the quarantine 15? I feel like I have gained weight because I just snack and, you know, Ben and Jerry's and a little rose and the chips and the dip and the making cookies with the kids every two minutes. It's just a lot. And, you know, also, my hair was like literally falling out. Every time I was like putting my hand through my hair, like, so much hair was coming out. And I think it was because my kids like cut my hair, which was interesting. And then I was dyeing it from like a box of dye, hair dye. And I think I damaged my hair. And, um, I said to my mom on FaceTime, I was like, I'm really worried. I think my hair's falling out. And she goes, yeah, it's looking thin. I was like, mom, that's the worst thing to say. Anyway, she felt really bad, but, um, you know, sometimes you just have one of those moments where you need the opposite from your parents and, and there are just times in life where you just feel so crazy, right? And I think we have to go to ourself, like close your eyes and picture yourself at like six years old and say to this little kid, you're okay. You're safe. You can't screw this up. Just rest and trust the unfolding because the sun will continue to rise. And I do think that once in a while we have to give ourselves that love and that sort of reassurance that maybe we didn't get enough of. That's all I'm saying. Um, all right. Well, today's episode, it's so good. We're joined by Emma Mumford. And this is yet another example of what's possible, what's possible to build in the online space. And Emma is so delightful. She's an award-winning life coach and mentor, a best-selling author, a speaker, a podcaster, and YouTuber. She started her journey in the online business world as the UK's coupon queen. You got to hear the story. It's so cute. But she made a big pivot and now she has become known as the spiritual queen. And it's just so epic, her journey. She's been helping other people use the law of attraction to get clear on what they desire 
there and the action steps to make it happen. Her first book, Spiritual Queen, is a number one Amazon bestseller, and she's repeating her bestselling streak with her new book that's coming out in June. It's called Positively Wealthy, A 33-Day Guide to Manifesting Sustainable Wealth and Abundance in All Areas of Your Life. It empowers you with simple, practical, proven tools to help you gain clarity and control over your financial well-being. There's so many helpful steps that she gives so clearly to help you. So I would definitely pre-order a copy of her book. Also, make sure you check out Emma's Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast, where she talks to awesome friends of ours like Sahara Rose and Jessica Huey. And I had the pleasure of being on her show as well. So go take a listen. I love her story and her energy is delightful. I know you're going to just get so much out of this. So without further ado, please welcome the wonderful Emma Mumford. Emma, this is such a gift to have you on this show. I'm so happy that you're making the time. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to speak with you, Kathy. You're such a delight. And everybody who's listening, you should just know that Emma lives across the pond. She's such a queen. She has been sharing so much wisdom with her audience and she has a new book. So before we talk about what's going on with what we can do in this moment, let's give our audience a context for who you are and what your journey was like to help you become a spiritual queen because they may or may not know you and I want them to hear the story. Of course. So my story starts, well, nearly eight years ago now um, with my first business, actually. So back in 2012, I was very depressed at the time. I was working as a banking manager at one of the UK's most leading banks. And it was just a role that I fell into. It was never something I planned to do. It just purely was convenience at that time of what job opportunities came up. So, you know, it was really depressing going into work every day, like putting people into debt and having these targets. And I just thought, I just love sitting here talking to people, like having little natters. You know, I don't want to be selling a loan to them or a mortgage to them. Like I'm not here for that. So I realized very early on that it wasn't for me. And I just felt very depressed and I was in a really bad relationship at the time. And as I left that job and went part time in a retail position, which just made me really so much happier, um, that relationship broke down and he left me with his 7,000 pounds worth of debt. So I was 20 at the time panicking so much of what I was going to do and why I'd been left in this situation when I was trying to help the guy. And I really sort of had to find a way to clear this debt and clear it quickly in a way where I was like, okay, what can I do? How can I take my power back here? And and what can I do to clear this? So I was watching TV one day and came across TLC's extreme couponing. And I thought, this is some of me, this is cool. And I thought, you know, if the Americans can do it, like, I wonder if there's people over here in the UK doing it. So went on a little Google search and nobody in the UK was really doing extreme couponing back then. And there's a couple of websites with a few coupons on, but nothing massive like what you have in the States. So I just took it upon myself to challenge myself to save money on the everyday things. And after a couple of months, I had a big stockpile. My spare room was a stockpile. And um, my friend's like, you need to share this with people, Emma. Like people really want to save money and do this. Like, you know, come on, you've got to share this. So I thought, but I'm Emma. Who would want to hear from me? You know, we've got- There it is. (laughs) <laughs> We've got some big money saving experts here in the UK. Why would anyone want to hear from little old Emma who was 20 years old? So after much peer pressure, I started up a Facebook page and within six months, it gained like 200,000 followers. The UK press really got, got on board and nicknamed me the coupon queen, which is where my first title came from. And really it was just amazing. You know, I got to go on TV and present money saving advice and coupons and deals. And it was just so much fun to 
instead of putting people in debt, get them out of debt and share positivity in a way that I wasn't even quite ready for. I don't think at that point, you know, I never intended to have a business from that. It just fell into my lap. And again, that money theme was there. It's amazing. And what's so interesting is how quickly we go to the imposter syndrome. Who would want to hear it from little old me? That became the thing about it was that here's this young girl. That was the the heroic character. That was the part that all the press was like, because look, look at her. That's what makes her even more of a candidate. Do you see what I'm saying? Where people will think the fact that I'm young is a problem. The fact that I'm too old is a problem. The fact it's like, that could be the reason everybody wants to lean in. So let's keep going. What happened after that? So that built and built, right? You started that 2012 and then that grew for five, five, six years, right? Yeah, five, six years. So back in 2016, I was still running the extreme couponing business um, and it was doing really well. It was a six figure business. And again, like I, a really interesting story with that business is, and I was explaining it to someone the other day on a podcast was it was never in my radar to have that as a business because I didn't know how to run a business. I'd never run a business before. Right. Um, and I certainly didn't know how to monetize what I was doing exactly with coupons and deals, etc. And one day this guy just messaged me on Facebook. It was about a year into running it. So probably 2013, 2014. And he said, Emma, you realize you could be making money off your, off your page, off your brand. And I said, and I literally thought, okay, this man's trying to scam me. Like, what does he want from me? <laughs> like I had all the skeptics of what this man wanted and I was like I can't earn money what's he on about so anyway I heard him out and he was really kind he said look join my Facebook page just have a look what I'm doing and I'll show you what you've got to do to earn it yourself so I checked it all out all of this was legit everything he was saying were you know big websites out there that a lot of people use and he just taught me how to monetize my entire business within a week and was like any questions let me know and he was just really nice really kind. angel just came along Mm-hmm. And the best bit is, is a week later, I was earning more money than I'd ever earned in any job before. And I wanted to like send him a little thank you present and just say like, thank you so much. Every single profile, his page, everything got deleted. He didn't exist. And I was like, this is a guardian angel looking back. Like I say that because I'm like, that man had a successful business. Why would you just remove your Facebook page? <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. So before this this man reached out to you. Mm-hmm. What were you doing to earn a living if you hadn't yet been monetizing that? Because I thought you were, that's what you were monetizing. So what were you doing while you were building that if you weren't monetizing that? So I was literally still working part-time in retail. So I still had, had a day job um, just to pay the bills. And I was lucky okay. I my parents as well. So <laughs> the bills okay. were- then he comes along. Can you share a little bit? What is it that he taught you to do? So it was affiliate marketing. So um, I'm sure you ha- you know that well, Kathy, as well. We so don't talk if- about it a lot on the show. So go ahead and dive in for a minute. So affiliate marketing essentially is links. So the referral links, if you will. So for instance, if you came to my couponing page and I said, right, there is a 50% sale off on this website, you know, go and check out the bargains. And you clicked on that link and then you were like, oh yeah, I really want this. And when you basically purchase through that link that I share, I get a small sort of percentage of what you purchase through that website. So we're not talking thousands, but you know, when there's a lot of people and a lot of traffic, it definitely can be a lucrative income for you. So that's how affiliate marketing works. It's you get paid on sort of the products and things that people sign up to essentially. So you started to do that. And so who were some of those first people that you were promoting? 
Um, so over here in the UK, we it was the supermarkets, it was the toy stores. So anything that really had, you know, good bargains, savings, discounts, which, you know, just like everyday things like laundry products, cleaning products. No brainer. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, it, it's all things to help people. Like that was always my mission. So for people at home who are like, oh, right now I'm in the middle of a little a crunch and I'm wondering about that. Just one more question. How did you do that? Did you reach out to the store and say, do you already have this in place? And can I have an affiliate link and da, 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 da? Or, or was there another way that you had to set that up? So you can do that, but more than likely they'll be part of a network. So you can join networks. So affiliate window, I know you definitely have in the States. So affiliate window is one of the biggest affiliate networks out there. And you basically sign up, you get yourself a profile with your business or your brand, and then you can apply to programs. So you can, you know, search your favorite stores, search stores that are relevant to your audience, and then join that program. And then you can start linking from there. So I would just, you know, type in affiliate networks and you, they'll come up on Google gold. I'm 40 years old. I've been doing this show for three years. I'm a multi seven figure earner. I've never heard that before. I know nothing about it. Yeah. I don't, I didn't build my, anything in my, anything in my offering has nothing to do with affiliates. So I don't know, but I have friends who've done that and live their whole life around it. But I just, I guess I've never asked more questions about it. And what you just provided could literally save somebody right now. Thank you so much for that. So you start to do that. You start to make more money than you ever have. Let's keep moving into how you got from there to here. So keep going. So now we hit the real interesting part where all the spiritual stuff came in. So this was 2016 and I was running my couponing business, doing really well. I was in a relationship, just moved into a flat with my boyfriend and then found out he was cheating on me. He left me. There was more debt involved. And then I was literally at the brink of suicide at this point. I was so depressed that this depression lasted pretty much from those banking days to, to 2016. Like it, there were periods where it felt lighter, but when I did counseling, therapy, CBT, hypnotherapy, everything would give mild relief, but nothing was, you know, I, I hated myself. I didn't have any love for myself or all my life. And, you know, I kept thinking I was just so ungrateful. Like I had such a great business and I just thought, why am I so unhappy in life? And it was, it was really that pinnacle moment where you know, my, my boyfriend at the time walked out and I was just like, I'm either going to have to kill myself or I'm going to have to do something because I can't keep living like this. Like I'm so unfulfilled in myself. My work is fantastic, but I'm so unfulfilled within myself. So this is where the spiritual awakening happened. And all throughout my life, you know, I went to a church of England school. So, you know, God and Christianity was very much, you know, vocalized there. And, you know, I definitely subscribed to it for a while, but definitely throughout my 18 onwards years, I definitely was an atheist because I just thought, why would God or someone do this to me? Like, why would I be so unhappy and suffering and miserable if there was a God? Um, So it was in this moment that I had that like divine moment where I remember sitting by my window at 2am, like crying my eyes out of what, what on earth was I going to do? And I just remember looking out the window and thinking, God, help me, save me, just help. I'm done. And within five days, that help did arrive. And it was in the form of the secret. And I kept hearing law of attraction. And I typed in on Google how to turn a negative situation into a positive. And Louise Hay came up. And I didn't know who she was at the time. 
And um, she was talking all about this law of attraction. I thought, attraction, what's this? Can I manifest my ex back with this? Because yes, that was what I wanted to manifest, first of all. And I'm so glad that never happened. (laughs) But yeah, the law of attraction kept being mentioned. And that's how I came across the secret. Amazing. And you know what's fascinating? I mean, I've had a long journey with my own spiritual recovery and spiritual practices. And what I've learned from doing my show, from living my life, is that we create our own suffering because the mind is not a pretty place. It's created to protect us. And so, boy, can we really, really suffer, unnecessarily so. And then we say, why would this happen? Why would this happen? And it's amazing how we can be liberated from that if we just learn what the heck is going on? And you've been such an incredible teacher. So let's start from there and let's start looking at what you started to learn, what you started to practice so that we can lead all the way to where you are now and what you teach. Definitely. So like I said, I came across The Secret and I watched The Secret on Netflix. I much preferred watching the the movie to reading the book. I was more into the movies. And from there, it was like I was remembering. That's that's how I can describe it. It wasn't like I was learning something new. It was like I was remembering. And everything, I think, along this journey has been a remembrance of, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, of course that makes sense. So definitely the law of attraction really resonated with me. And like I said, um, and a lot of people have these stories when they first find the law of attraction. They'll want to manifest an X back. They'll want to, you know, manifest something. And they realize that actually that's just really the universe getting them onto this path to then say, right, do you really want that ex back? Let's look at your self-love. Let's look at where you've been going wrong. So I had the focus of, you know, just feeling happy, you know, feeling happy and fulfilled in life. So I read The Magic, which is Rhonda Byrne's second book to The Secret. And in there, it had these like 28 daily practices of self-love, forgiveness, gratitude, all of these beautiful things. And within 28 days, I remember pretty much on the third week, I woke up with no anxiety in my stomach. And to this day, I've never had a panic attack since and I've never had a depressive episode since. So for me, I call it like a spiritual depression. Now, obviously, I know not everybody's is like that, but medication didn't work for me. Therapy didn't work. It it helped in small bursts. But until I really did that inner work, it was like a flickered switch and I was a new person. I mean, it was hard because at the end of the day, you have to witness so much within yourself. And that's hard to to call that out sometimes. And for me, it was, you know, really learning to love myself. That was what I really needed to to learn the lesson as such. So for me, it was learning to love myself instead of relying on men to bring me this happiness. It was to feel empowered, to feel grateful to learn how gratitude can really transform our lives. So I was grateful for my business. I was grateful for the roof over my head. And when I had really, you know, sat down and done this gratitude practice every day, my moods were just so different. And I was just so lifted, positive. And naturally, you know, like friends I was with kind of fell away as I didn't want to kind of be around negativity anymore. And I started to attracting really positive friends in. Um, So really, you know, my life literally did I did manifest my dream life in 12 months of you know my business doing really well of being happy being healthy being in love having great friends around me having money and looking back I'm just like everybody needs to be doing this because if I did it like absolutely anybody else can do it for sure and you know the power of gratitude is everything wow 
So really start off small. Gratitude, as I've mentioned, you know, is such a great starting point. If, if the law of attraction feels really complicated, you're not sure how to manifest, you know, don't even worry about that yet. Let's get your mindset in a good place to start off with. So each morning, just sit down and write three to five things you're grateful for. Get your notebook out and just put, I am so grateful for And then it could be your house, your car, your dog, your partner, whatever, your kids. Write down what you were grateful for and then write your why. So put, I am so grateful for my house because, and you know, we can all sit there and think I'm grateful for my job, my house, everything. But when you write your why, you're really challenged to dig deep, dig into the good stuff to think, why am I grateful for this? So definitely think of your why as well. And just do this practice every single day. You'll be surprised how even that will shift your mood and shift your focus over a consistent amount of time. And then specifically for self-love, I would say, you know, spend time alone with yourself. Now I live by myself and work by myself. And this is, you know, in 2016, I did that as well, but I've really never spent quality time by myself. And, you know, loneliness is very different to spending quality time by yourself. And I really had to learn who I was and learn what I liked, what I disliked and really go on that soul search of, you know, saying, right, scrap everything you thought you knew. What is it you want from life? What is it you want to feel, do, be, create, whatever? Um, And, you know, there's so many great self-love practices that Louise Hay created mirror work where you, you know, really connect yourself in the mirror each day, whether it's telling yourself you love yourself, which your ego will scream at you for on day one, believe me. Um, So, you know, witness that, witness that ego's resistance or, or, you know, the inner critic as such who's saying like, you're so vain for this. Witness that and keep moving forward. You could even say affirmations. So um, I am beautiful and confident. I fully love and accept myself. Even just saying small things like that in the mirror each day really gets you to connect with yourself and to create that harmonious relationship with yourself in the mirror. Gorgeous. So beautiful. It makes a lot of sense. And I do personally believe what you said to be true before. I think it's true for a lot more people than they realize, but that's, it's not true for everyone, but for a lot of us, depression is a spiritual depression um, where if we had a connection to more of a sense of meaning and purpose, that goes away. Cause sometimes we're highly sensitive and very connected. And when we haven't seen through the eyes of there's a reason for us and there's uh, interconnectedness and everything and there's a purpose. If that gets taken away, it really does feel like the switchboard, like on all the electric panel, it just goes out. And so when we plug into that, I think for so many people, we don't talk about that enough. We talk about be present. We talk about take medication, try meditation, which all those things for certain people really are the fix. And then there's a whole group of people who really are wired in a way where they have to connect with a greater source Mm. and that is the fix and they get that and then they're off medication. I've seen it in my own life. So you're the first person that's talked about that, but I think it's really important. So why don't we talk about your book, Spiritual Queen, a cosmic guide to show you how to say yes to yourself, yes to life and yes to your dreams how can you be the queen that you know you are or know you want to be in all circumstances of your life, including business, self-love, spirituality, and money? That's a pretty big, pretty important goal. 
I wrote this book for people to understand, you know, essentially how to be the queen of their life. So what being a spiritual queen means, you know, it's not just me, all of us can be a spiritual queen and how to say yes to your life, yes to you and yes to your dreams of how you can use the law of attraction to manifest your dream life. So that book really was a diary as such of what I did uh, and my journey to manifest my dream life in those 12 months. But that book, that book was an Amazon bestseller. Mm-hmm. And that was your first book. Yeah. <laughs> how, how did you do that for people who are thinking, look at this girl. She just puts out a book and she doesn't yet have a household name. How did that happen? Were you building the audience first? What were you doing to build the audience? Um, mm-hmm. Since that was a, a derivative that was different from coupons. So when I woke in, awakened in 2016, sorry, um, I started to separate my businesses. So I had like personal profiles on Instagram and YouTube. I had a channel as well, but it was always very much Emma focused and kind of lifestyle focused rather than money saving. Definitely had a money spin to it. Um, so when I thought, I want to share about law of attraction on my channels, I thought, how are people going to take this? Couponing, spirituality, I thought it was going to be a disaster, but everybody really loved it. And we're like, actually, this is a really positive way to look at money, to look at life. Um, And I think they just had fun trying it. So of course it wasn't for everybody, but over a two year period, I transitioned into having two very separate businesses. One, which was lifestyle talking about law of attraction, which then rebranded into spiritual queen, which you see today. Um, And then kind of phasing out extreme couponing so I could position it to sell it, um, which I actually sold at the end of 2018. So it worked out beautifully. And I just knew at the end of 2018, I was ready to sell that business and fully step into my spiritual shoes as such. So um, yeah, so I obviously had a following already from my money saving days, which, you know, carried through with me, which was great. But really, you know, it was a two year transition of getting clear on my message, getting clear on what brought me joy, what I wanted to do in this new business and how I wanted to make it different to what I'd been doing in in my couponing days. So, you know, I realized that I really loved YouTube. I really loved Instagram and talking to people on Instagram and sharing inspiration. And then my YouTube following like, Emma, have you ever thought about coaching? And I was like, what? Who am I to coach people? (laughs) There's that question again. So, um, you know, and then I explored it and people were, you know, asking for it so much that I went and did a life coaching diploma and thought, right, let's see what this is all about. And from there, everything just got stronger and stronger and stronger. So some people look at it and say, well, Emma's only been doing this three years. Like how has she got, you know, where she is? But actually, when you look at it, it's like an eight, nine year process really of transitioning through two businesses to where I am today. So definitely, you know, give it time. I would say, you know, if you're wanting to write a book, definitely, you know, write the book, of course, get that ball rolling, like let the inspiration flow. But also, you know, I was putting in that that blood, sweat and tears as such behind the scenes, like all business owners do for years to kind of get myself to where I am today. One thing I want to highlight about this, I mean, the whole thing is so cool, but there's a lot of people who feel that they need to pivot and they start to feel tremendous imposter syndrome. Like, who am I to go from coupon queen to spiritual queen? That feels different. That feels like people are going to think, who the heck is she? She's not all of a sudden Gabby Bernstein or Marion Williamson. Who does she think she is? Um, I have a friend who's going through something similar right now who used to work in a very financial job and very much in the physical realm and is now transitioning into a spiritual work and knowing that she wants to be that. And she's like, 
but people see me drinking rosé and people, I don't eat only vegan and I don't only work out every, and I'm like, it's amazing what we start to tell ourselves is necessary for us to give ourselves permission to do things. Mm. What would you say to somebody who wants to pivot the way you did? How did, how did you overcome that? What are people going to think? And am I really legit enough to transition into this? I mean, clearly it worked out. Definitely. And your friend's a really good example of that because what does spiritual look like? You know, I ask myself that all the time. What does spiritual look like? You know, let's stop putting ourselves in boxes and start being like, hey, I'm me. I'm unique. I can be what I want to be and do what I want to do. And people will love your uniqueness. You know, I I love the Kardashians before I reference them, but like, I do love them. But, um, you know, like I always say, like we're, we live in a world full of Kardashians, like stand out Like your uniqueness is your superpower. And for myself personally, you know, I really thought and said, you know, I never claimed to be anything. I never claimed to be a life coach. I never claimed anything. I just said, I'm doing what brings me joy. And then the credibility came, you know, when I did the qualifications, as I gained my experience. So the doing was my sort of credibility. But in the beginning, I never claimed to be anything other than myself. And really, you know, I thought, you know, what's sadder here? me staying in this couponing role, which I'd so outgrown, like I was pretty miserable by the end of it. I loved it, but it, I'd outgrown it and the company had outgrown me. It needed a team of people. I was overworked. I was stressed. I was desperate to like share spirituality and positivity. So I thought to myself, what's worse here? Staying in that position, which is not making me happy anymore. And it can go and shine by itself with a team of people. And I can shine in my new role or taking that risk, taking the risk and seeing where it goes. And for me, you know, I always say that I say, actually, I'd be, you know, sadder if I didn't do that thing, if I didn't birth that book, if I didn't, you know, create that podcast, whatever, you know, and just ask yourself, would you be happier if you did or didn't do it? And there's your answer. It's so true. There's nothing else to add. It's like, we're the ones who have to give ourselves permission. What does spiritual look like? What does anything look like? Just raise your hand and decide. And the doing of it, like you said, that there's your credibility and people, some people will fall away and some people will come aboard. That's it. But you got to just lean into what your heart is telling you to do. So I want to get into your new book. It's called Positively Wealthy, a 33-day guide to manifesting sustainable wealth and abundance in all areas of your life. So walk us through what this book helps us to do and how. So I never wanted to write a money book. I thought that it may happen in my couponing days, but the opportunity never arose. And then when a psychic who we hired for my spiritual queen launch party said, you can, your next book could be about money. I was like, she's having a laugh. She's the worst psychic ever. It's not going to happen. It's a hell no from spirit for me. Like, no. <laughs> so um, you basically, I was like, I'm not writing another book. I've just released this one. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, and money, no, I'm past that. I'm about spiritual cleanness and positivity. So I then more conversations came up from friends, spiritual peers who were like, Emma, you're really grounded with money. You're really good with money, practical, but also spiritual as hell. Like, how do you have that spiritual and positive relationship with money? So, you know, when I first started writing the book, I thought it's very much going to be on wealth, how we can redefine our version of wealth. And how that played out in my life was I'd manifested everything off my vision board, everything. Number one best-selling book, book deal, house, partner, business, you name it, it happened. And the last thing off that list was selling my couponing business. And 
I was so excited to, you know, start this new way of life with my spiritual business, be free from it, you know, have money as well, money, more money than I'd ever had in my life before to invest in my business and, you know, buy a house one day. And I thought that at that moment when that money would hit my bank account, that I would be sat there like, you've made it. Yes, I'm fulfilled. Life's amazing. And the money hit my account. And obviously I was grateful for it. That's what I really want to stress. Like I'm still grateful to this day for that. But I felt the same. And it was just such an aha moment of you've been chasing the wrong version of wealth this whole time. Like you thought your career, work, money, validation, book deals, that that was your version of wealth. And actually it wasn't at all. And I realized that in my personal life, my relationship, my personal friendships, you know, they were depleted and they weren't flourishing because all of my energy was put towards my work and pushing and birthing and being in that masculine energy. And it was really a wake up call for me to say, Emma, what is your version of wealth? So this is what the book takes you through of redefining what your version of wealth is and making sure that the goals that you're following are your goals and not someone else's version of wealth or what you feel you should do because everyone else is doing that. And, you know, in there, there's lots of great money tips from my money saving days and from my spiritual days now of how to have an abundant lifestyle and have a healthy, happy relationship with money. And also, you know, abundance comes in more forms and wealth as well. It comes in more forms than just monetary, you know, self-love, happiness, fulfillment. So really these 33 day practices, yes, they'll help you have a great relationship with money, but it's also going to teach you how to use the law of attraction to manifest abundance in all areas of your life. and have a positively wealthy lifestyle where you're not like me who was unfulfilled with everything she'd manifested. Amazing. Wow. First of all, I love that that woman, the psychic said that you should write a book about money because you, you are needed to do that. I mean, so many people, the energy around money is so negative, the thoughts around it, the beliefs around it. And so of course we can't manifest it because we're constantly walking away from it because it makes us feel a million things oh, I'm going to be like my parents. Oh, it's going to make me uh, an egocentric person. I mean, it's, it's rampant. So it was so needed and so necessary. Can we talk a little bit about some of those practices? Can you give us more that we can actually start to go, oh, I'm starting to connect the dots? Definitely. So for those who aren't too familiar with the law of attraction, there are stereotypically three steps, which is ask, believe and receive. Now, I believe there's five steps to the law of attraction, because as I went down my journey, I realized those three steps were not adequate enough. And there were many other things that I needed to do in order to unblock myself and and bring this abundance into my life. So I believe the first one is asking. So that is putting your intentions out there, getting clear and getting clarity on what it is you want your life to look like so really sit down and think about that create a vision board if that feels good to you um you know write a goals list write a dream house list a dream man list a dream career list whatever it is get clear on exactly what your desires look like don't just say i want to manifest a man what is that man like talk about his qualities because otherwise you can manifest any man and if it's the same qualities as your exes and that's what the problem is then you know that's not clear enough manifestation so really get specific here then the second step is believe which i truly believe um is you know removing any blocks that stand in between you and your manifestation so 
for instance, let's use the love example there. If you are feeling not worthy of love, if you're feeling that, you know, even like Kathy said with the money example, you know, you've, you've been around negative relationships with money and that's kind of ingrained in you. This is where you do that inner work. This is where you go in and remove those blocks, do that inner work and kind of rewrite your story. So there's a practice in the book called rewriting your money story. Um, there's lots of things like that you can do to really, you know, rewrite your story as such and manifest that more positive story with love, money, whatever it is. Then the next step is trusting. And this is different to believing. So obviously you have to have the belief that the universe can serve this to you, that you're worthy, etc. But trusting is really trusting the process. This is where you take your inspired action, which is important with manifestation. So you don't just sit on your couch and think, right, I'm going to win the lottery, but I don't even enter the lottery. Your inspired action is going out there. And if you're going to, if you want to win the lottery, entering the lottery if you want to manifest a job apply for the jobs this is your inspired action where you have to meet the universe 50 50 so it's all about co-creation here so you're co-creating with the universe so you have to do a little bit of work you've got to go your 50 percent of the way so it's trusting the process trusting yourself and taking that inspired action then the fourth step which is a new step as well is letting go so this is where people get a bit confused with the law of attraction because okay i have to ask i have to believe i have to trust and now you're telling me to let it go Emma how does that make sense so letting go essentially means detaching from the outcome detaching from the attachment you have to this desire so if you're obsessing about it if you feel very controlling over it your energy is going to be reflected back to you so if you're feeling lack of that person of that money that lack is going to be reflected back to you so letting go is really essentially saying I'm okay with both outcomes if this manifestation happens or if it doesn't happen now of course you still hold that end goal of it happening all the positive vibes of course but essentially you know this is where our egos and our inner critics can really start to like pipe up and be like ah but I really want this so I always say you know face your worst case scenario of if this manifestation didn't happen because once you can face your worst case scenario and what's your plan b your ego cannot fight with you your inner critic cannot fight with you so that's essentially what i would suggest in the letting go process of you have fun you relax you almost kind of like divert your attentions elsewhere because you know you've done your 50 percent. you know it's coming to you so you're like right i let go of the outcome the hows the whens the whys i trust the universe and then your number five is obviously receiving where you receive your manifestation so we celebrate give gratitude you know be present and celebrate when that manifestation turns up this is gold especially in this moment that we're all in as a world we've all come together which is actually one beautiful aspect of this it feels impossible I think in certain moments now because of what's going on but in general a lot of times people are going through something that really feels so hard So it's hard to remove the blocks, right? And you said that your energy gets reflected back to you. So what I see ever since The Secret came out, what I see in my friends who wear the spiritual gangster hoodie, who really want this, they do, they do. They're good people. They're on the mission. But that energy keeps getting reflected back because something is not removed. It's really still there. So they're like, every morning with the intentions and the prayers and the asking. They think they've done the the, the work. They've written in the journal. They've rewrote a story. They take the inspired action. They say, oh, I've let go, but it's not happening. Hmm. So you've seen that, right? Like this is where with every great teacher or coach, 
it's really important to get the feedback where you do the work and then the teacher goes, oh, okay, so here's what's not working in that process, right? Because I think so many people are like, I've done that. I've done the intentions. I've written, I've gone to the therapy. I went on that retreat. I've done all that. And then I did the action and then I even let go and I'm still here. What is that most obvious thing that most of the time is the thing that people haven't done that they think that they did that gets in the way? Definitely. And I have been this person too. (laughs) Absolutely. That's what I want to say. I've learned through my own experience, resistance and lack of whatever it is in my life, definitely. And, And this is where Positively Wealthy really was written. And for me, it was, I feel that a lot of the time we have a unique manifestation style. So that's what I really want to start off with is what can work for me, what can work for Kathy may not work for someone else. Like for instance, visualization really doesn't work for me because I'm a Virgo. I sit there and obsess. I'm like, it must happen like this, which is not letting go or helping me in any shape or form. So for me, visualization is a hell no because it it just leads to me controlling things not detaching at all. So for instance, you know, I always say, look at your practices, what's working well for you, what feels good and what is feeling like a chore. So for instance, if people were doing, like you say, the journaling, the affirmations, are you enjoying doing those things or are you doing them because you think it's going to bring this manifestation to you? And really with a practice, especially a little daily spiritual practice like that, it's not about you know, writing down 10 things you're grateful for, get a gold star from the universe. It's the feelings behind it, the intention behind it. So if you could write two things down and you're feeling grateful as hell and you feel that good, warm vibe, that's your practice ticked off. That is what you want to work towards. So look at your daily practice to start off with. Are you being consistent? Does it feel good to you? Because this can be a secret as to why your vibration may not be currently matching up to where you want to be. So check in with that first of all. But another thing it definitely could be is one, like what I did, you were doing too much. Again, the Virgo masculine in me wants to do 90% of the work. It is like, I am going to make this happen. I will make this happen. And that is not how the universe works. It is co-creation. So you have two types of people. The ones who sit on the couch, not playing the lottery, expecting to win the lottery. And you have the people like me who turn up at the lottery office demanding to win the lottery. So it really is, you know, taking that middle ground and saying, right, which version are you? Are you doing too little? Are you doing too much? And also, you know, I witnessed in that moment of when I realized I was trying to force 90% of of it, I was going 90% of the way and forcing that I wasn't allowing. And when we receive from the universe, we have to allow. And I wasn't allowing, which meant I was controlling, which meant I wasn't detached. I wasn't letting go. So I, you know, always refer back to those five steps. Where are you on those five steps? And letting go is a process. It's not a do it once, and you've let go for me it is a you know some of my manifestations it's been continuous of you know it's taken me a year to manifest some things and that's been because until I've truly learned the lesson and truly surrendered let go and trusted the universe it there was no space for it to come to me and creating the space is also important for instance I always say you know especially with it's bring among us do a good clear out, go through your home. What can you get rid of? What are you no longer using? Because if you've got physical clutter, you can guarantee there's mental clutter as well. And to manifest your desires into your reality, you have to create the space for them. So we hear with lovers, you know, put two toothbrushes out, clear some space in the wardrobe, all of that stuff, but do it for yourself. Don't do it because you want a guy to fill, you know, your wardrobe with his clothes. 
do it because actually you're like, actually, I'm not wearing half these clothes. They could go to goodwill, to charity. They could help other people. Have a good clear out because when you create the space in your physical, you create the space for so many miracles to come in. And whenever I do this practice, I have a good spring clean pretty much in every season. I have sort through my cupboards, clear out some stuff, make sure emotionally I'm, you know, feeling good and decluttered there as well. Money, abundance, manifestations, they're attracted to you because you've created the space for them. You know what's amazing about you, Emma? I asked you this question and you're like, here are all of these things that I'm ready to share because I really get that question and I understand how people get in their own way. But let me up the ante for you, okay? One of the things that I see, and now I want to see what you would do with this, but um, what I see is that people don't want to let go of the beliefs that they know are not serving them. Here's what I mean. Mm-hmm. They've rewritten the money story or they've rewritten the relationship story and they found out when they went into their own beliefs, they know that their story is that they don't trust men or that they know deep down that they feel they're doomed no matter what because their parents had a lousy marriage or they don't really feel anybody can ever see them or love them. Or I see that a lot right now because I have a lot of friends who are single or in relationships that like no matter what, they just don't feel they get back what they want. And yet they can't let those beliefs go because they're hardwired. They've repeated it so often. They keep finding evidence that those beliefs are true and there must be a payoff in believing those things. I think for a lot of people, um, whatever that belief is that you're holding on to, you think it's keeping you safe, mm-hmm. right? So for some people, when it comes to money, they won't let go of the thing because they're like, no, whatever she says, like, I know that if I stay just with what I have, I won't risk becoming homeless. So I won't risk what happened to my parents when my dad lost his job and the bottom fell out. So I'm going to stay here, even though they know that they've looked at this and they're like, oh, this is old. And I don't really love this belief. It's protection. It's like a, a big wall of resistance. And I'm wondering what you think about moving out of that. Definitely. And what you said, I totally agree with. It's protection. It's change is scary. It's that, you know, I'm so used to this. What is the other option? If I don't feel this fear, if I don't feel this block, what am I going to feel? And it's the unknown. As humans, we are so scared of the unknown. Like, look at how we're all feeling right now with the uncertainty in the world. Like, it is driving us nuts. I've had to, you know, meditate daily, like all of us. It, as human beings, we do not deal with uncertainty. So it's almost like when you've held on to that belief that whatever it is for so long, it's a comfort blanket. And it's almost like, if I let that go, what could happen? And this is where I say, okay, what's your worst case scenario? What's your plan B here? Because again, eliminating that inner critic, that ego talk, and you know, you will know when you're ready to let it go. That's another thing. Some people just aren't at that stage where they're ready to let it go yet. And it's witnessing that as well, that take that feedback. If you're not willing and ready to let it go, that's feedback. So there's some still, there is more work to do. That could be that there's going to be a lesson that comes along, which finally allows you to learn what you need to learn to be able to let that thing go. But people will only be ready for the life they want, essentially. And you have to kind of, this is, you know, 
what my mantra of the new book is, you have to fearlessly choose the life that you want. And that means taking risks and the universe loves a risk taker. Now, what I want to put as a disclaimer here, especially with money, is if you are struggling with money, that does not mean go and investing all your money into like something really scary and risky absolutely not you know there's a whole practice in my book about mindful spending and why you should only spend money when it feels good because that is going to attract it back to you not when it's fearful not when you're like oh but you know so many people say if I spend money it comes back to me it does not if you are in a place of fear and lack I just want to express that but essentially you know you have to take risks in terms of your emotions and saying like okay what's worse here if I'm you know for instance let's use love if you're scared to go on that date with someone because you're like oh this story it's just safe it's better to stay at home and not get hurt again that could be the love of your life sat on that date and wouldn't that be a great shame if you didn't go and risk it all to you know if it doesn't turn out to be the love of your life okay well you learned something you had an experience but what happens if that was the love of your life and you've now just not turned up to that date? Now, I'm a big believer of everything happens for a reason. But essentially, you know, ask yourself that question of what's the worst thing that can happen here? And what is the biggest loss here if I don't go or if I do go? Because even if you do go and the guy turns out to, you know, not be great and it's not a great match, you're going to learn exactly what you do want for next time. So each experience, each date you go on, you're going to get to a point where you know wholeheartedly this is what I want in someone and use that example for every area of your life. So it may be that you're not ready to quite let go of that belief yet because you're not at that stage where you know exactly what you do want to know what you don't want as such. So sometimes it can be those experiences of having to go on all of those dates and it not working out for that one to work out and for you to know, right, I know exactly what it is I want and I'm not going to settle for anything less. And this is what the point you have to get to. And it really is natural. You know, you can, like you said, you can do all the journaling, all the work, but until you are physically ready to say, this is what I want, nothing less, the universe cannot match you there. Because if you're tolerating, you know, low level behaviors, and again, we'll use relationships for this, you know, if you're tolerating what you don't want, the universe is like, oh, okay, she's cool with this. You know, the universe isn't exactly a person. It's, you know, it's an energy, it's energy. So if you are saying that's okay, the universe is going to be like, great, she's cool with it. We'll just give her some more of this. Not to be mean or cruel, but because you are not choosing the higher vibration or the higher, the better life that you know you want to achieve, but you have got to choose it. So that means choosing only what is in alignment with what that goal is. It's amazing. So many of the things that you said are just so epic and, uh, and I could keep talking to you forever, but I want to be mindful of your time. <laughs> so um, you also have a podcast, Jessica Huey, who was here, was on it. Sarah Rose was on it. She's a friend of mine. I was on it. Um, you have a YouTube channel with over 2 million views. You're doing all of these incredible things. So I want people to check out your podcast, check out your YouTube. You guys, if you, you can't tell already, she has a lot to share with you. Um, tell us where we can find your book. Tell us where we can find you and enjoy more of what you so generously offer. Thank you. Well, you can come and listen to Kathy's episode as well, which everybody absolutely loved. So my podcast... My podcast is Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast, and that's on all the, you know, iTunes, Spotify, all the major kind of podcast networks. I've got my YouTube channel. Um, come and join me over on social media as well. I like to post inspiration and, and funny things on there each day. So that's I am Emma Mumford, and my website is emmamumford.co.uk. 
Thank you, Emma. This was so good. So good. Everyone go check out her book and listen to her podcast. You will feel better and you will start to make and co-create the life that you really, really desire. Thank you for this. Thank you so much. I love talking to Emma. Okay, here are the takeaways. Number one, every morning, write three to five things you're grateful for and why. Gratitude goes a long way. Number two, stop putting yourself in boxes. Your uniqueness is your superpower. Number three, when you're resisting the pivot, ask yourself if you'd be happier if you did or didn't do it. There's your answer. Number four, take inspired action so the universe can meet you halfway. Trust the process. Number five, detach yourself from the outcome. Allow things to happen instead of forcing them. Number six, the universe loves a risk taker. Number seven, when you're ready to stop tolerating what you don't want and you choose to go for what is truly aligned with your higher self, that's when the manifestation will happen. Okay, now let's shine a light on your wins. So Kelly posted in our Facebook group and she said, we are almost up to 20 sales of the course bundle I built with a team of over 20 experts from across the US. We are helping people gain confidence and control of their work from home life, home, work, and soul. This went from idea to reality in just over a month. It is really a miracle. Kelly, that's incredible. I'm so proud of you. This is such a great example of what's possible in this moment. It really doesn't take years and years to build something and get it out there. When you decide to get scrappy and show up and provide value, people will be more than happy to pay you for what you have to offer. And I think that that course is totally needed in this time. I'm so excited to hear where this takes you and what you're going to create next. So please keep us posted. Okay, now here's the next win. Christine said, my small but mighty nail team closed out April having sold $12,000 in 100% nail polish strips. Nail polish is definitely essential. Oh my gosh, Christine, that's incredible. So often we think that essential things are only like food and Clorox wipes, but we also need that kind of stuff to help us feel good. And if nail polish is it, then heck yes, it's essential. You guys should be so proud of yourself. I want to thank you for reminding us that we can definitely sell in a pandemic and there are so many possibilities that are available to us, but we have to have the 20 seconds of courage to step up and seize the opportunity. If you guys have a win you want us to celebrate, then go ahead and post it in our Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group, or you can DM me on Instagram at kathy.heller. If you have not signed up already, go ahead to kathyheller.com slash challenge and sign up so that you can be here for this. We are doing a five-day training next week. I will be live every single day. And if you miss it, as long as you're signed up, we'll send you the replay. So go to kathyheller.com slash challenge, and you will be able to share in this time. I'm really looking forward to being together, especially now. Also, if you want a chance to win a scholarship to one of my programs, plus some really fun swag, we have these don't keep your day job hoodies and mugs, you can just enter our star giveaway. All you need to do is subscribe, tag and review. So it's subscribe to the show, wherever you listen to the podcast, it's free, and then post about the show and tag one of your friends on Instagram. And then leave us a review and email a screenshot of the review to hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com. And you'll use the subject line star and we'll enter you into the giveaway. It is free. It takes a couple minutes and it helps us so much more than you could possibly know. If you feel like this show is giving you any kind of breakthrough or any kind of inspiration, please take a second and share it with a friend. I adore you guys. I really, really do. And I'm so grateful that you're here. I'm very clear that you could be doing a million other things. It means the world that you're spending your time here. I can't wait to see you guys Monday. Join the challenge, kathyheller.com slash challenge. We have another bonus episode coming out on Sunday in honor of Mother's Day. 
And uh, this is just me and my husband just, you know, kind of talking about what it's like to be married and have kids and our fertility journey. So that'll be out Sunday. And then I'll see you guys Monday for another Don't Keep Your Day Job episode, as always. But also we'll be starting that challenge on Monday. So go ahead and join us. Have an amazing weekend. When you just can't sleep When you're counting sheep I'll be here for you, I'll be here for you When you need to talk Take a good long walk I'll be here for you, I'll be here for you Of all the people on the planet If I had my choice I couldn't have planned it better than this It doesn't get